Hello, lovely ladies, and welcome to Zion's Company of Women podcast. I'm Lana. And I'm Courtney. And it's great to have you with us today. Hello, my friend, Courtney. How is the other side of the world? How's it's life? Chilly. <laughs> it's chilly. It's a little cold. Yeah. Uh, today, I went, I found my way to a plant nursery because this is the time of the year where I'm so desperate to see something green that yeah. I realize I've neglected my plants the other months of the years, but, but it's, you know, totally illogical to go buy more, even though I can't, yeah. you know, properly care. So, <laughs> so anyway, I found myself in the plant nursery today. I walked in through the doors and it was like, all this humidity came at me. It was glorious. And I was like, it smells so life-giving in <laughs> me and another lady and a couple cats just hanging out <laughs> in this greenhouse. It was glorious. And she was happy too, so we just had a good time. I mean, I think, I really do think that plants do something to your brain in a good way. Um, So if you're feeling, that's my, like, what is it? Like my life, my life tip today. If you're feeling sluggish or whatever, go find a plant nursery. If you're in my hemisphere, go breathe in some fresh, clean air. (laughs) It'll help, promise. Wasn't it you, my friend, that once told me that if you read something about the effect of smelling flowers or something? Yes, yes, <laughs> it was uh, something. Along, actually, I think it was our podcast with Roma um, that oh, we did. Uh, was that season two? I think it was. Yeah. We had that podcast with Roma, and it was um, the effect of plants on serotonin and dopamine in the brain, I think is what it was. So it was like yeah. looking at a plant increases it a certain amount um and then looking at a flower increases it a certain amount but then actually smelling it yeah like jumps up you know astronomical so i had excuse to go bury my face in my plants (laughs) morning which i did shamelessly oh oh my goodness that that's wonderful well I just love sticking like I will be walking out like in springtime here and there's like jasmine lots of people have jasmine plants oh my gosh and like I have been known to just stop and like stick my whole face in like their yard not in their yard but you know the one hanging on the on the outside and just yeah it just makes me happy so I I totally I totally can understand that when I I was yeah, go ahead. No, go no, when I was in Australia a couple weeks or a couple months ago, I kept walking around like, what's that? What's that smell? Because it to me, it's what I had to identify it with. We don't have a lot of jasmine around here, although I love jasmine, but we have honeysuckle um, um, and gardenias and it smelled a little bit like that. And so I was just yeah. like the people, precious people I was with were just following me down these streets because I'm just following the scent because I'm like, what is it? Where is it coming from? But it was this, it was jasmine. We finally landed on it. I was like, oh, it's the jasmine. And I just, I'm the same thing. I could have buried my whole face in it and just would have been just as happy as can be. But you had an interesting experience with the flower this week that I think is actually really prophetic. Yes, I did. So ladies, uh, if you've been following along with this podcast, you will have heard other episodes where I have mentioned that I am 
I love to garden, but I am I am declaring that I am growing in keeping my plants Hallelujah. alive. Hallelujah. I was just about to say that. We're gonna start speaking a good word. <laughs> That's right. I am I am growing up into gardening and actually keeping more than a succulent alive. Uh, but uh <laughs> praise <Glory>. the Lord. <laughs> yes. Uh, but a couple of days ago, no, it was a bit longer than that. Um, I uh, it was really hot here in Sydney, and I was like, I am not going outside. If you need me, I'll be under the air conditioning. And I think it was like two or three days. And but I didn't realize that one of the little water hoses in one of my favorite plants had popped out. So when I went outside uh, just before. Um, uh, just before we um, crossed over into 2024, I went outside and I um, I saw this plant. And as I looked down at this plant, it was completely dead, like totally, totally dead. And I looked at it and I'm like, I can't believe that this plant has died. So I took it up to the back and I went to put it outside in the gardening bin and then I realised the gate's locked. So I'm like, well, when I find the key later, one of my children have taken it, I will then go and put it in the gardening bin. Yesterday, I am walking through my office here and I happened to look out the window where I had left this plant and it was as dead as you can get it. Like you touch <laughs> a leaf or a part of the, the branch and it just like crumbles. And uh, I looked outside and there was this huge pink flower like just at the top of the plant. And then I looked closer and there's like all these little green uh, leaves popping up everywhere. And I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. Are you serious? And I literally ran outside and picked it up and I'm like, you're alive. And like had this moment with this plant and, uh, and, and took it back to its original place and put it down and put a little, uh, little water hose back in and, and and then this morning cut off all the dead stuff and gave it some water and, and some fertilizer and I'm like you're alive again and I was just like this is like not only hugging my heart but what a prophetic uh what a prophetic sign hey for the time that we're in out mm -hmm. of nowhere just resurrection life and here I come again like you're amazing. when you said those words just now you're alive again like we're gonna get into our discussion with Jacob but I really feel like the Holy Spirit's saying stay here for just a second mm -hmm. um because when you said that I felt that as a declaration that you were speaking that out over people that you are alive again and yeah. I'm I hear a verse here that I'm going to share with you um it's Romans 4 and it's verse uh, let's see here, 18, where it says against all odds, when it looked hopeless, <laughs> Abraham believed the promise and expected God to fulfill it. Yes. That's faith. Like sometimes I think we think of faith as like something we have to do and we have to muster, mm -hmm. but yeah. he's just expecting God to fulfill it. Yeah. Uh, he took God at his word. And as a result, he became the father of many nations. And that actually ties mm -hmm. in with what we're talking about today as well. Yeah. God's declaration over him came to pass, which was your descendants will be so many that they will be impossible mm -hmm. to count. In spite of being nearly 100 years old, when the promise of having a son was made, his faith was so strong that it could not be undermined by the fact that he and Sarah were incapable of conceiving a child. 
Mm-hmm. He never stopped believing God's promise for he was made strong in his faith to father a child. And because he was mighty in faith and conceived that God, excuse me, and conceived that God had all the power needed to fulfill his promises. Abraham glorified God. Yeah. So well, you're alive again. Amen. And to add to that story, this actual same thing, similar thing happened to me a couple of days before Lana's, Lana's, mm-hmm. um, yours is a pink petunia, correct? It is, yes. And mine is a white one because I had something yes. similar happen to me. And I woke up to your message and about rolled out of bed. I was like, you're <laughs> kidding me, right? Because <laughs> uh, a couple of days before your yours came, you know, rising from the dead, um, <laughs> I had gone out front to look for something out in the, uh, the front flower beds. And I was, I think I was trying to find some stones or something to put uh, over a covering in a pot at the bottom. Mm-hmm. I was doing not, not paying attention at all. Um, mm-hmm. So I was looking for this stuff. I turned around to come inside and I glanced down and this thing caught my eye and I looked down and it's this beautiful white petunia flower that mm-hmm. out of nowhere is just blooming and thriving as though we've not had, freezing or below freezing temperatures for weeks. Like it's completely unbothered by the fact that we are in the middle of winter (laughs) and everything else is dead. Uh, Just there it was just as happy Mm -hmm. and as bright as could be. Um, And the reason why I think this is such a story about generations too, is because I had sent it to, I sent the photo to my oldest daughter and I just Mm -hmm. said to her, I was like, Hey, check this out. She's like, Oh, that's really neat. And I said, what do you suppose the Lord uh, Jesus is wanting to show me through this, you know, encounter with this flower? And at first she said, well, I think white, I think honesty. And I'm like, well, yeah, white is purity. So honesty is a form of purity. And I said, what do you think he's wanting to show? And what do you think he's saying to us with this flower growing in the middle of winter? And she said, I think he wants to show you the wonders that are ahead of you. Oh, and right. That was my. And that was my reaction. I was like, preach. <laughs> oh my what else do you think? <laughs> Tell me more. Um, because I really feel like the, the hour and the time that we're in with the Lord putting his hand so much on generations that mm-hmm. um, that simplistic, pure word, yes. that simplistic, pure encouragement coming through the mouths of our children, that's yeah. comfort to us to know that he has written himself on their hearts. Like he has, you know, that's a promise in, in Mm -hmm. Isaiah where he will teach our children. Um, so there's so much that the Lord is revealing and speaking about generations. But I think with these two, you know, interesting flower encounters that we both had a couple of days apart on different opposite sides of the world, same flowers. Like if you look at things in your this is not a coincidence, Lord, you know, where he's speaking resurrection life in places that you long counted were mm. completely dead. Um, yeah. He's bringing things even without us being aware of it. He's bringing them uh, to the forefront. He's bringing life back to them. And then in places where, you know, again, we might not expect it or we think it's the environment's not right. Like Abraham, he was 100 years old. He didn't consider yeah. that. God said it was time, then it's time and he will. Yeah. Um because again, I wasn't trying to keep the thing alive. It just was there. Mm-hmm. So, you yeah. know, the Lord is speaking very clearly right now and specifically, specifically over generations, but I love the way he speaks through mm-hmm. his creed. 
Yeah, it's beautiful. And it reminds me, I know you've had a, a, an encounter with the Lord uh, near your fireplace recently, but just yeah. where the Lord was speaking to you, right, about not by might nor by power but by my spirit. And I think for both of us, like, I left that plant for three days. Like, you know, it's not There is like, no might and power here. Yeah, like, that's right. It was definitely by his spirit. And I think, wow, like, what an encouragement for us, um, you know, women as and, and the bride of Christ, the body of Christ, as we have entered into 2024, that, you know, for some people that kind of crossover, um, that first like transition place of, into a new year can be a heavy one. Mm -hmm. uh, if you've walked through some, some heavy things, but then to actually begin to see oh my goodness, out of that place that I thought like there was no question mark like, oh, is it still alive? That's as dead as it could have gotten. Um, that in that moment, like suddenly God just brought resurrection life back to this plant and it's just blossoming out of nowhere. Like there was, there's no water, no one's out there watering it or you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. just the demonstration of his faithfulness and his power to fulfill that which he has spoken and that which he has promised. Like I just, yeah, I feel such a, a weight of the Father's heart for people as we're moving further into 2024 that nothing is lost and nothing is is too dead for the Lord. You know, yeah. that's the places where his resurrection life and revival and his power come to bring forth that which he has promised. So yeah. Beautiful. And it's, it's interesting because, you know, we just had a class uh, last night uh, on whole woman mm -hmm. and we were talking about just what we feel like the Lord is saying for this year. And he had actually taken me back that morning to Psalm 102. Um, mm -hmm. And you're talking about those where, you know, the crossing over is feeling a bit heavy. Um, yeah. And Psalm 102 is actually titled from tears to praise. And I had jotted a date down in here back from 2019. And I remember writing this down and I can, was looking back over those things today. And I was thinking, my God, it was heavy. It was so yeah. heavy at times. Yeah. This was, this was not just like a light heaviness. This was like, take you out. Mm. I want to take yeah. you out entirely yeah. type heavy. Um, yes. But he brought me back to this verse in verse 13, where it says in here, um, now is the time, Lord, for your compassion and mercy to be poured out. For mm. the appointed time has come for your prophetic promises to be fulfilled. Um, and I really feel that, it, you know, even the verse above it is is talking about generations where it says, but then I remember that you, O Lord, sit enthroned as king over all. The fame of your name will be revealed to every generation. And yes. now's the time. Now's the time for your promises to be fulfilled. Um, mm. I said that there's a reason why he's had us stop here um, today. And, and that's that highlight on generations, which, you know, we can jump in whenever you'd like to into Genesis here um, into our story of Jacob, but really that emphasis and putting his finger on generations has been such a big deal. Definitely. Definitely. And when you just said that, I just wrote this down because I heard it so clearly and I heard the Lord just say, Lana, there is fulfillment for families right now and I was like oh, that just went like, all over me <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> 
Oh, and just like when he said it, okay. I was like, I, I could feel the weight of what a lot of families have walked through in this in this last while. Like, oh, I'm going to cry. Like I just, mm -hmm. I feel such a, um, yeah, there has been a, a, a lot of families have endured a lot in this last season um, from, you know, from warfare to um, to trial to there's been loss, there's been heartache. It's 11-11 here, ladies. Right now it's 11-11. Oh, um, and I feel like there's been um, that there's some of you listening that you look around the uh, the landscape of family and the territory of family, and you listen to the conversation that Courtney and I are having, and what you see with your natural eyes is feels like it's opposite to what the Lord has spoken, and there has been a spirit of chaos that has attacked some of your families and entered into your home to try and I kept seeing the word disruption to bring a disruption uh, in your home but I want to prophesy over you today those words that I heard there is fulfillment for families the Lord is speaking I believe in this hour that we're in that there is fulfillment for families there is um, there are spoils to be gathered for your family um, in this season in 2024 you will begin to see the restoration the recompense of the Lord uh, in your family and I heard him just say Lana I'm going to restore all I'm going to restore all. And it's like that all is like if I was writing it, I'd write it in capitals. Like the eyes of the Lord are not just upon you, daughter of God, amazing woman of God, but the eyes of the Lord are upon your family. They're upon your children uh, for him to fulfill that which he has spoken. And I just heard as well that there's somebody listening. It may be one of you, maybe more of you. Um, that you have your family, uh, you're going through a, a marriage breakup, like that there's been a breakdown of family and, uh, and you've been praying for restoration. You've been praying um, that there would be a reunion, that you, you've been praying night and day. I saw those words, night and day, Lord, that, that you would just bring healing and, uh, and when I heard those words, I heard the Lord say that there will be recompense and I will, I will restore. I'm bringing restoration. And I just feel the breath of God to release hope to those of you that, um, that maybe have you've seen a breakdown in your marriage and for some of you that you have prodigal children, that your children, um, you're believing for the Lord to your children to come home. I just, I hear those words again, I will restore all. So I want to encourage you with, with hope today, <clears throat> excuse me, that the eyes of the Lord right now, I feel like more than ever um, in my life that I have seen walking with the Lord, that he's speaking about generations and he's speaking about family and his heart to bring fulfillment to what he has promised you and your family and your household, but also to bring restoration and recompense to what the enemy has come to steal, to kill and destroy in your family. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And as you were, you were speaking, Lana, my eyes just fell down. My, my Bible's just sitting open Psalm 99, verse 5, and he is famous for his faithfulness towards all. 
Yes. And I've underlined this one. Everyone oh. knows our God can be trusted for he keeps his promises to every generation. Oh, I've got goosebumps all over me. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> um, you know, the Lord said something to me this week too, Lana. I was just processing. It was actually on um, near the first of, of the of the year. I was just processing the year. I was processing the years that we had gone through and the year that we were coming in. And he said to me, he said, Courtney, the moments where you were not worried and you were just going along with life are not the moments where I marvel at your faith. And he said, it's the moments where you've wrestled with deep anguish, where wow. you've cried before me, where you've prayed again, where you've prophesied again, even where you've believed again. I am not hard to please. Wow. Um, and so I just wanted to speak that because I felt like there's there's just there's maybe a couple of you that are still, um, you know, wrestling with feeling like you've failed in these areas. You've not failed. There's just been a fight. Yeah. Um, and and I really, you know, you and I were talking about it the other day too, Lana. I'm really feeling the Lord saying like, don't cower. It's time to conquer. It's time to swing your sword again, because so many of us have kind of been in a place of resting and we need that sometimes. Um, mm -hmm. But I really feel like lately he's saying it's time to, to swing, swing, take mm -hmm. a swing at it again. <laughs> so um, on that note with generations um, and him being the God that it's faithful, mm. we're picking up in Genesis 28. Um, we've been here for a couple of weeks now. We're talking about this beautiful uh, encounter that Jacob has here at Beersheba, uh, where he encounters Yahweh. He, the Lord introduces himself to Jacob. He's revealing who he is, where Jacob's at. Uh, and this is the, the famous ladder encounter where Jacob sees this ladder and it's fixed upon the earth and it's ascending into heaven. Um, mm -hmm. and this being the year of ascension, the year to come higher, the year for strategy, for prayer, uh, so much that the Lord's pointed to this particular chunk mm. of scripture. So I think we've gotten up to about verse 14. Um, so I'm just going to read it to you guys really quick. Uh, the Lord has introduced himself. He says, I'm Yahweh. Uh, I'm the God of your father, Abraham, and the God of Isaac. You're lying on the ground that I'm going to give to you and your descendants. And then in verse 14, he says, they will become as numerous as the specks of dust on the earth, and they will extend their territory in all directions. Through mm -hmm. you and your descendants, I will bless the whole world. That's a lot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. Lord. Um, again, the generation's word has continued to come up over and over again. Uh, and if you flip back to Genesis 17, seven, that's where the Lord originally made this promise to Abraham. And he says, I will establish my eternal covenant of love between me and you. And it will extend to your descendants and throughout their generations. Now that word generations, if you look it up in the Strong's Concordance, it's actually a word, and I'm, I may butcher it, but mm -hmm. it's pronounced, I think it's pronounced doar. It's D-O-R, but it, it, the pronunciation is doar. Um, and it means a generation or an age, a revolution of time, a lifespan, or some portion of one's lifetime. This noun occurs about 160 times in the Bible, uh, from, and it's from the verb der, which means to dwell or to circle. 
Doar describes what a generation is. It's a coming full circle in life, whether <laughs> from birth to death or from the time one is conceived until he himself produces offspring. Thus, Doar does not represent a fixed number of years. God's design is that one generation shall praise his works to another. And it may be accomplished by fathers who teach their children or by the writers of scripture who keep praising God's deeds to each generation of believers. Yeah. So again, the Lord putting his finger on generations, but, but also this concept of territories and um, it expanding in all directions um, and throughout him and his descendants that he will bless the entire world. And I love the way that Brian Simmons translates that in Genesis 17, where the Lord says, I will, like, so the Lord is speaking. He says, I will establish my eternal covenant of love Yes, between me and you. And that's what's going to extend throughout the generations. And I think that that's such a picture of the father heart of God, of what he, his heart is and what his intentions are for us and for our generations or our children. Yeah. And, and that, what you just said then about his heart, like that is the first thing that struck me when I looked at these verses, like, oh, like the heart of the Lord that, you know, that we may know him, but that our children may know him, our children's children may know him, like just this absolute um, beautiful invitation into knowing his ways and knowing his works and and building up the next generation to then go further than I have been. Like that my heart is that my children would look at my life and how I have walked with the Lord and that they would feast on the testimony of my life and that it would mm -hmm you know, encourage them and it would set a fire within them to then, um, you know, to go further than I will ever go, you know, that they would stand on my shoulders, um, that my ceiling would be their floor. And I just, I really love this because I, I feel like right now where we are in this season that the Lord is really speaking about the generations. He's really speaking about uh, family. He's really speaking about, um, you know, legacy and raising up the next generation. And I know for me, um, there's been such a heavy uh, emphasis more than any other year as a mother. Like my oldest son is 14 years old now. Oh my goodness, mm -hmm. mate, how did that happen? That was mine. I don't know. And he's now within the last couple of weeks, he's now taller than me. And I'm like, I yeah. don't think I was emotionally prepared for this. Right. <laughs> I could see it coming, but it just happened so fast. Yes. And like, I'll be cooking dinner and, and Elijah will come up and he'll like put his, his, uh, elbow on my shoulder and then he'll like put his hand up like and he goes like up to my forehead just to remind me yeah. that uh, he actually is taller than me now mm -hmm. <laughs> thank you yeah. lord i'm secure in my identity Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um yeah so he's 14 years old so you know i've been a mother for 14 years and in all of my years of being a mother um, I've always had a heart to train my children and to teach them scripture and to testify of who the Lord is and to raise them, you know, in him. 
But I tell you what, Courtney, like in the last two years, but even especially um, in the last couple of months, that that um, that desire, that call in my heart as mum to raise the next generation and to be really intentional in sowing into my children and saturating them in truth is actually stronger than I've ever felt it. Um, that, that call to invest into my children and to make room for them to encounter the Lord and make room for them to um, encounter his love and, and facilitate a, an environment or invite the Holy Spirit to come into our home in a way that that culture of encounter and, and really hearing his voice and knowing his word is just even greater than it has been. Um, is really very heavy on my heart right now. And so I think that even talking about generations right now and the Lord's heart for generations, and we sit here in 2024 in the new era where the Lord has said that um, he's bringing uh, us back to, you know, to family and to home and to really, um, I say a simplicity in the sense of I feel like there's this realignment God is bringing within the church to um, his original design and what what it actually looks like. What are the important things? Um, I think definitely um, the focus of the Lord and the heart of the Lord as the God of the generations, whether it's my own children or I'm sowing into the next generation um, in other ways, this is, I really believe, the heart of the Lord. It always has been, but I feel like the emphasis right now is is weightier than than I've ever felt it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And I, I think as a as a mom, um, as a woman, that for some reason, and it, it's it's just the Lord. Um, I've really been taking notice of the generation that's just behind us, um, early twenties mid early to mid twenties. Um, there's something unique about them and mm -hmm. there is a purity, but there's also I'm trying to figure out what the right word is because there's a quality and mm -hmm. awareness that they have. Um, I have seen women that are genuinely, I don't want to say thirsty because they're drinking, mm -hmm. but they are focused yeah. And they are, there's such quality about them and this generation that, that has given me so much excitement to walk with them to the point where like I'm walking with them, but I'm over there like, oh man, I should do that. <laughs> I'm looking at some of the stuff they're doing thinking that's so far beyond Mm -hmm. I had no concept of doing that when I was their age. I had no yeah. understanding that that might be a good way to be um, mm -hmm. or good questions to ask. Uh, mm -hmm. So it's really, you know, and what I've heard the Lord say over, over uh, starting really in 2020, um, when he was raising up the mothers and fathers, there was such an emphasis on mothers and fathers beginning in that time. And the reason why was because this influx, this harvest, this generation is coming in and they're yes. coming in. Many of them are coming in without the baggage of religion. 
They're mm-hmm. coming in, they're getting saved. They're immediately tasting the spirit. They're getting filled. They are moving like this is their normal, natural. Why wouldn't this happen? Why wouldn't yep. I see this? Why wouldn't the Lord do that? The doubt and that type of stuff is just, it's not there because the religion, they haven't kind of been sullied by a lot of that religion. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. many of them are coming in, they're moving in signs, wonders, and miracles. They're, they're, but they're looking for that grounding place within mm-hmm. the body not yes. necessarily within their faith, but within the body, they're looking for the people that can help them dig and yeah. hold and make sense of what they're seeing mm-hmm. that can just come alongside them and help them kind of develop some of those things. Um, yeah. So I'm not really sure why he's having me share that other than, you know, I really think that this is one of those Kairos moments where that's going to start happening a lot more and yeah. so the importance of these generations, these things being, you know, brought in and tied together, that's that expanding. That's the the spreading out being as numerous as the dust of the earth. This is part of the fulfillment of that is mm-hmm. as that continues to grow, he knits the body together even more. And it's that function mm-hmm. of mothers, fathers, children, all of these things that we see mm-hmm. it in a variety of ways. It's not just natural families, which, yes, that's a big part of it. But yeah. it's the body. It's those that are, you know, hungry, looking for the mothers and looking for the fathers to, mm-hmm. where do I step? Yeah. <laughs> that sort of a thing. Yeah. Show me yeah. your footsteps and I'll, and I'll go with you. Yeah. That's exactly right. And I think that um, you've just said it, you know, like in this season that we're in, in this new era, like the Lord really is causing um, those mothers and fathers to arise because it's it's discipleship, isn't it, as well? Like it's this place of of really discipling um, the next generation. And and I just I, I love what you said about um, how you would you looked around and you're like, wow, like they're you know experiencing things or knowing things that you look at and go, wow, if only I had have known that, you know. And I think of it as well, like you know, in my own home, like I look at what my children know now and, you know, my youngest one is is 10 months or nine months and so she's, you know, still a little baby but then you've got Benjamin who's five and is so aware of the prophetic and so aware that the Lord speaks and he's so aware of you know, of how God answers prayer and just these these things that I watch even in my own home again reminds me of the importance of really looking to the next generation and, and sowing into them and loving them and discipling them and, you know, bringing them under our wing and, you know, and giving them language for, you know, what they're experiencing. And I just think, my goodness, like my five-year-old at five years old, like has a grid for, you know, the prophetic or he has grid for, oh, I actually know John 10, 27, that my sheep hear my voice and they know me. And I, and, you know, like he knows that scripture that, oh, God is alive. Jesus is alive. He lives inside of me and he speaks to me. And that to me makes me go, my goodness, like, I'm in my 40s and I didn't learn that. I I didn't come into anything like that until I was like between 16 and 18. Uh How much further now, you know, are my children going to go and what are they going to see and experience, 
you know, when they're already carrying like mm-hmm. such a depth of revelation of who he is. And I, so I just, I love what you're sharing because I can see even the spreading into the next generation in my own home, mm-hmm. my little house, like, you know, I can see the heart of God for, um, I said it before, for the next generation to know him mm-hmm. and to walk with him and to walk mm-hmm. in fullness of, yeah. of who he is and who they are in him. Yeah. And, you know, something that kind of struck me, as I was reading this and as I'm hearing you speak Mm. is the Lord introduces himself to Jacob and he Mm. says, I'm Yahweh, the God of your father, Abraham, the God of Isaac, you're lying on this ground. And I wondered like just my natural mind. I'm like, why didn't he know about him? Mm. Did he know about him? Mm. And did he know about him? But this is the encounter where the Lord reveals himself and the personal relationship starts there. And that personal relationship actually opens up from the place Mm -hmm. that was laid or where the grandfather and father encountered Mm -hmm. the Lord. Um, So those are the questions that were going through my mind when I was reading this. I'm like, wait, 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 like Mm -hmm. this, this dude's like the grandson. We're talking about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Like he's, one two three like we're not that far and these people live for a long time so i'm thinking like why 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 this lord and i and i think that maybe that's it because maybe that's that that we're being allowed to see that mm-hmm. revelation of personal yes. um encounters personal testimonies personal interactions with yeah. the lord and um you know, you, we started this podcast talking about the flower thing. And it, at first it was mm-hmm. kind of funny. Um, mm. But then the Lord was like, no, no, I'm going to, yeah, we're going <laughs> to do something through this here. And and honestly, um, some of the things that you were saying and speaking after we, we opened that up, it hit me so hard. It's probably one of the hardest I've ever felt in our podcast, which I feel like we say that every time, but yeah. it just keeps getting, it just keeps growing. Yeah. But in that place of, you know, the flower and, and me getting that opportunity and thank you, Holy spirit for making me aware of that. Yeah. To ask my daughter, mm-hmm. what do you think the Lord is saying through this? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that like, this is one thing that I've learned through our dear friend, Matt Beckenham is, mm-hmm. you know, encountering the Lord through creation, through his creation. Um, and it's in the Bible. If you don't agree with it, that's fine, but it's in there. Um, mm-hmm. And he's in these things, so he speaks. That's my opinion, at least. And so getting to, it takes some of that pressure off. Like just speaking as a mom plainly in this moment, um, it takes some of that pressure off to to say like, oh, you have to hear the Lord speaking. Kids mm-hmm. love to be outside. Yeah. So one of the ways that, that it has helped me with them is to get outside and say, what do you see? What stands out to you? Yeah. And we'll look at it. Okay. So what do you think the Lord is saying to you through that? What do you think he's showing you? What is, what does it just stand out to you? Or is there a phrase that comes to your mind? Is there a feeling that you feel helping them understand that's you can hear the Lord's voice through those things that you can encounter him through this place. Even so much as to say like Jacob took his pillow, which was a rock and made it into a pillar. He made it into an altar or a pillar unto the Lord. There's that connection of space Territory, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. creation and then the revealing of Jesus that I think is just really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I love that, um, you know, the way that the Lord spoke through, like, was it your daughter that you asked? Did you say it was your daughter? Yeah. Like, you know, and I just, those moments of seeing the Lord reveal himself and speak through, you know, our children is just that there's just nothing like it. Like it's just there's such it's such a stunning place where you actually begin to look at your child. And for me, like I think did you just say this? Like that the pressure, you feel like the pressure comes off. Like it's just, and and I think you mentioned at the start of this podcast, Courtney, about um, the scripture in Isaiah about the Lord and how he will teach your children. And so like as a mother as well, like I sit here and I go, oh, like, thank you, Lord. Like you're looking after my child, like you're speaking to my child and you're doing things within my child like that I may not even see yet you know like there's just this I felt the father's heart um just as you were sharing for the way that he cares for his children that he's given to us to raise you know like I just Mm -hmm. I, I love that because I I live my life by um I I position myself in this way, like a few years ago or many years ago now, I can't even remember, maybe it was 2019 or 18, something like that. Anyway, I can't remember exactly, but uh, no, it was longer than that. Anyway, doesn't matter. I was was traveling and I was ministering and I was in a conference and I was sitting at the front and the speaker was uh, up before me. And, uh, and he said something, and it absolutely marked my life. He said, you know that scripture where it says the pure in heart shall see God? And, uh, and the congregation, you could hear them go, yeah. And, uh, and he said, I've read numerous commentaries on it. He said, and one commentary, he said, really struck me. He said, they wrote about this scripture, and they said, the pure in heart are those that look for God everywhere. And that in a moment gave language to my heart because I had been living constantly like looking for the Lord in every little thing. Like I was looking for him in my day and I was looking for him as I was, you know, sitting with my children. There was just this hunger in my heart and that one line just brought such um greater context and clarity to what I had walked since I was little. Like I used to sit in front of the television. Uh, My mum tells me when I was like five, no, maybe six or seven, and I would watch the like Ten Commandments Charlton Heston movie like over and over and over and over again. And my mum was like, what is she doing? Like she's not watching My Little Pony, like she's watching like the Ten Commandments. But even as a child, there was something within me of of looking for him. I was looking for him. I wanted to see him. And so as I hear your you share, Courtney, and about how, you know, your your daughter just, you know, knocks you down with a mm-hmm. with a word of the Lord like, wow, like God, give us eyes to see you in the unexpected, in everywhere, and especially like in our children. And when, 
our children speak to us. And, you know, Holy Spirit, give us that continued prompting like he gave you to ask our children, what are you seeing? What are you feeling? What are you hearing? And what a beautiful thing, hey, that as a, a household, as a family, as generations in one household, that we are together as one, like growing and encountering the Lord and the Jesus that's in all of us. Do you know what I mean? Like that's just there's such a beautiful um, expression of the Lord's heart that I just see that happens, you know, in that place yeah. that reveals him again as the God yeah. of the generations. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I was thinking as, as you were sharing that, like how blessed we are by our children's boldness. Yeah. Um, like, cause I was thinking about that particular encounter with my daughter and, um, with the flower and, you know, even in reading Genesis 28, where the Lord comes on and he's not shy about like, he's yeah. not saying, Oh um, yeah, I'm going to give you some kids, you know, it'll be fine. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not like that. Like he comes in with yeah. this boldness and with this extravagance of like, you're going to have so many descendants. They're going to become so numerous as the specks of dust on the earth. I don't know about you guys, but I need to dust my downstairs right now. And it's a lot and it's just yeah. here in my house. So can you imagine how many people that is, how many descendants, that numerous, that boldness, that extravagance. Because I will tell you that when I saw that flower, I didn't think that. I didn't mm. have the thought that my daughter had. And yeah. I think part of it was because it needed to come through her. Because yeah. there was a willingness and a boldness to say, he's going to show you his wonders. Yes. Sometimes as grown-ups, we mm -hmm. feel very responsible for all of the things Mm -hmm. Um, I have to do all of the stuff. It's, it gets very task driven. It gets very requirements or responsibilities and that's good. And there's a place for that. Mm -hmm. But then there's the place where our children can bring us back to, which is they're not weighed down by the heaviness that maybe we carry or that we can experience or the battles mm -hmm. and things that we've gone through. They are boldly declaring God's about to show you his wonders. Yes. Jesus enters into this scene here saying, Hey, your descendants are going to be so many that they'll be as numerous as the specks of dust on the earth. So there's something to be had. There is the backwards, the backflow and the forward flow through mm -hmm. generations that keeps us tied to one another in a yeah. beautiful way. Mm -hmm. um, Abraham opening up this space, the sacrifices that Abraham made um, now is being seen through the Lord's faithfulness all the way mm -hmm. through and now being revealed to his grandson. Yeah. Uh, that's huge to me. And, yeah. and that's again, coming back to that place of the faithfulness of the Lord. Um, and you said something too, Lana, you were, I think you said something, I think you might have said presence. I don't know if you said presence or if I was just hearing it. Mm -hmm. Um, but the Lord actually took me to back to Genesis 17 this week. I was actually in that more than I was in 28. Um, and in, uh, Romans four that we read through at the beginning, there's, little snippets in there where it talks about Abraham believing and something about the Lord's presence that because he was in the Lord's presence, mm -hmm. he could believe. Um, and if you go back to Genesis 17, where the Lord shows up, Abraham comes down on his face 
um, at the very beginning of this chapter. And Abraham was 99 years old and the Lord appears to him and says, live your life in my presence mm. and be blameless. You were talking mm -hmm. about purity, um, yeah. looking for the Lord everywhere, looking for him in all things. And when I think about blamelessness, I think about, it says down here in the footnotes, perfect, complete, whole, or full. Mm. When the Lord says in this verse to live your life in my presence, that word actually means before me. It literally means face. Wow. Live your life in my face. And there's something about that. Mm -hmm. The Lord appearing to Jacob, the Lord yeah. appearing to Abraham, live your life in my face. Like those of you that have children know how much they love to be yeah. in our face. But when, when we are in his face, face to face, cheek to cheek, nose to nose, lips to lips, eyes to eyes. You're right there in front of him. Mm -hmm. That changes things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know what else to say about that other than to say like, there's, there's really something on that in this, in this time. And, and in, in particular in the presence of the Lord and that influence that that has upon us and how that then flows out to our families around us. Yeah, I, I think that's really important right now, especially when we are living in a, um, a time where there is so much distraction and there is so much that is vying for our focus and our attention and even taking it back to, you know, the start of this uh, episode where we were talking about um, you know, resurrection life and God's going to fulfill what he has spoken and, you know, fulfillment mm -hmm. for families and all of those things. Like how easy is it to, you know, get in the face of the things that are screaming saying, oh, look how far away you are from what God has said or, you know, oh, look at, you know, look how, how broken this land is and, yeah, like you heard wrong, it's not going to turn fertile, it's broken, dead, barren, dry. <laughs> like, you know, like it's so easily, it's so easy, sorry, to, 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 like be like have that thing right in front of your face and it's screaming and vying for your attention but in that moment right I have a choice how to live my life am I going to live face to face with that thing or am I going to live face to face with the one who never changes who's the same yesterday today and forevermore and I look at that thing that screams at me vying for my attention but I look at it through the face of the one who never changes like I look at him and my eyes are locked with his eyes the ones that blaze with fiery flames of adoration and love and then I look through there and I look at that other thing and I I prophesy I declare like I I stand in faith and I think wow like the the more I do that and I live face to face with the Lord like that, like you said, like that changes everything. Like that changes like how I see things. It changes like how I raise my children. It changes how I teach my children how to approach those moments when things are screaming the opposite. Like I just want to say, Courtney, like the Lord said to me um, just before uh, 2020 he said Lana there is a new era that's coming that I've been talking to you about he said but when it comes he said I'm going to simplify I'm going to declutter 
I'm going to bring my people back to the main things. Like there is going to be an alignment where you may look at things that you know really like, oh, yeah, I know that scripture, but no, that's actually like that's actually the command of scripture, right? So one of them was love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, love your neighbor as yourself. That was one. But another one was seek first the kingdom and then all else will be added unto you. And I feel like there is that place that God is bringing us back to that says number one, like the, uh, the the number one priority is I will live in your face, like face to face. <laughs> That's it. And I think how amazing of the Lord when there's so much spiritual distraction, there's so much noise that has been in the spirit, mm. there's so much noise in the earth and what the enemy's trying trying to do in the earth. How amazing that the Lord says, hey, ferocious focus, live like now is the time to focus, live face to face with me. And, and as you live there, everything else will be added. Like everything else is added to you from that place. Like, mm -hmm. so yes, can you tell I absolutely resonate with what you're saying? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I just, ah, uh, I keep thinking, I don't know. There's, there's so much in this, Lana. I just, we're probably going to have to wrap soon because I think if we don't, we're going to get into the next <laughs> bit of things that we're, that we're supposed to talk about. But I think, um, back to basics. Yes. Stripping away the stuff that we don't, that doesn't matter. Like the Lord said to me the other day that, you know, in this time there's going to be the extra, he called them extra biblical things. Mm -hmm. They're going to kind of start falling away. And, and he said that the, he, again, like you said, the main thing, the main thing, he said that mm -hmm. he's going to start gathering people again. His Holy spirit will continue to gather people to the cross of Jesus, the cross yeah. and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And he yeah. said to me, actually the words, I, I don't know that I've even said this to you yet. I think I've only told my husband, Scott, um, he said the words sola scriptura. And I had heard it a long time ago and I was like, okay, I know it, I know roughly what that means. And I went and looked it up. Um, but what I believe that he was saying to me through that is like word, we're coming back to the word. We're coming back to the Lord of the Bible, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, where this is part of where the generations fit into this is because the Lord is saying, I'm actually going to start revealing to you how I've shown myself faithful throughout mm -hmm. all of these generations. Um, and it's not because necessarily of anything that we've done. It's because of him and who he is, his faithfulness towards us. Um, mm -hmm. Again, it's all all glory to him. Um, but there's just one more scripture I wanted to include in here. And it's actually, you know, it's part of it is in the footnotes of the past translation. It's back to Romans four again. Um, and it's four seventeen, where, uh, it says, that's what scripture means when it says, I have made you the father of many nations. He is our example and father speaking about Abraham. For in God's presence, this is where it is. For in God's presence, he believed that God can raise the dead and call into being things that don't even exist yet. That reminds me of your flower. Yes. <laughs> Experience. And then in the footnotes, it says, this is perfectly illustrated with God speaking to Abraham about nations coming from him and his wife, even though they had no children and were beyond the age of childbearing 
And then he says this one phrase that I wrote down and sat with for a while. The God who creates out of nothing. Yes. Could give children and eventually nations to Abraham and Sarah. If we're looking out here and not right at his face, if we're mm-hmm. looking at the nothing, that's what we're going to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to kill our hope. But if we're in his face, if we're face to face and in his presence, like it says here, um, he is our example for in God's presence, he believed Mm. that God can raise the dead and call into being things that don't even exist yet face to face. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And I love that the Lord is using our children to bring us to that next level of, you know what, like begin again, believe again. Mm-hmm. Believe again. It stretch yourself a little bit farther. The enemies tried to shrink you back down a little bit and say like, mm-hmm. oh, these wonders, the signs, the miracles, the healings, all that stuff is not here. N- no, that's not true. Stretch again. Pray yeah. again. Ask again. Face to face. Yeah. Love Man. it. Love it. And I just want to say this as we wrap up, um, just about Sarah, you were just um, yeah. talking about just then. I think, isn't it interesting that, you know, Sarah, um, she wants a baby, but uh-huh. God's plan is so much bigger, right? Like she wants a baby, but God wants her to birth a nation. Like I just think there is something in that as well as we talk about the God of the generations and believing again and standing and like God is his plans and his promises, like we go, oh, Lord, like, thank you for your promise. Like I'm believing for your promise. And that's amazing. And it's wonderful. And we need to stand in faith and take the Lord at his word. But I, I just feel this encouragement, Courtney, for, for, for women listening that, you know, God's plan, we see it like this, like this little small mm-hmm. square. And he's like, mm-hmm. let me you the blueprint it's actually a three-story house with like you know (laughs) multiple rooms and levels and you know what I mean like I just I feel like there's this word increase that is just so sitting on me right now that especially for those that have been in that space of feeling a lot of loss and a lot of Mm. um, hardship and grief and they may hear you say or, or me say begin again pick up your sword again it's time to believe again like that that place can be a really raw place it can be a really difficult place as well but I just as Courtney you were sharing I just felt that encouragement of the Lord like he will it's not your strength to believe again right it's it's mm-hmm. the empowerment of his spirit it's his faith within you ask him to help you God give me the faith to pick up my sword again to believe again to stand again because I can't do it in my strength Lord empower me and in that place I believe the Lord is speaking that encouragement of increase like you are going to see not only the restoration and recompense of things of past but there's an expansion and a revelation and an unveiling of of his plans for you and the new things he has for you that is actually bigger than originally you thought Mm -hmm. um and that's just what he's like so he's wonderful in all his ways Amen. Psalm 37, four, delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart in the passion. It is, um, 
Make God the utmost delight and pleasure of your life, and he will provide for you what you desire the most. That word delight means to be soft and tender. Mm. And the desires, um, you know, of your heart. I think sometimes, like we've been talking about lately, Alana, like the hope deferred Mm. and that type of thing, um, that can, the temptation in that is to harden. Mm. We've talked about that before, the temptation in that is to harden but to delight ourselves in the Lord, stay in his face, let him stay in yours. Cause if you do, he's going to kiss it. Like Graham Cook says, he's going to kiss it. He's going to (laughs) kiss your cheek. You know, he's going to do something good. Um, and he will give you the desires of your heart. But I love that you said that, you know, a lot of times we think we're asking and we're desiring one thing and we are, Mm. but like you said, to believe the Lord's heart, to delight Mm. ourselves in him knows that he wants those things. He wants us to have good things, but he wants so much more, even beyond what we can see. When we can believe that about him, Mm -hmm. it shifts everything. That changes everything to believe the good about him is is huge. So, wow, we've covered a lot today. (laughs) We have. We absolutely have. Well, lovely ladies, let's sailor. Let's pause and reflect on uh, on the beautiful ways that the Lord has spoken today and how he has revealed himself. It's been such a joy to be with you again, and we can't wait to be with you again next time. Bless you. Hello, lovely ladies. It's Courtney from Zion's Company of Women podcast, and I want to thank you for all of your incredible support. If you've been blessed by the podcast and you'd like to see more content like this, please consider donating to support the Zion's Company of Women ministry team. Your donations make what we do here on the podcast a possibility. Just click the link in the podcast description for a variety of ways to donate, or you can donate via our webpage at zionscompanyofwomen.com. And while you're there, check out our upcoming events, as well as our brand new launch of Scribes of Zion and Zion's Company of Mothers. Thank you for all of your incredible support, and as always, God bless you.